This is what you're fighting for. I mean, every day you're out there. What they're doing is blowing people off. If you continue to look the other way and shut up, then the oppressors, the authoritarians get total control and total power. Because this is just like in Arizona. This is just like in Georgia. It's another element that backs them into a quarter and shows their lies and misrepresentations. This is why this audience is going to have to get engaged. As we've told you, this is the fight. All this nonsense, all this spin, they can't handle the truth. War Room Battleground. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome. We're not going to do the Ted Cruz. Okay, we're not going to do the Ted Cruz clip. That's okay. We're in the war room, baby. It's a little gonzo today. We, we had a great clip with Ted Cruz, but we'll we'll play it maybe as we get it. <laughs> My producer shakes his head. You ready? Let's go ahead. Okay, hey, I just brought the show in. Let's go ahead and play Ted Cruz and get Mike Davis. Justice Thomas was appointed in 1991, and the time since then, he's taken 109 reported trips, five international trips. Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg was appointed in 1993, two years later. In the time she was on the court, she took 157 trips, including 28 international trips. Mr. Payne, yes or no, do you think Ruth Bader Ginsburg was corrupt? No. Nor do I. Ruth Bader Ginsburg was not alone. Justice Stephen Breyer, appointed the year later in 1994, took 233 reported trips, including 63 international trips. Again, yes or no, Mr. Payne, do you think Stephen Breyer was corrupt? No. Nor do I. I would point out Justice Kagan has done the same thing, Justice Sotomayor has done the same thing, and yet none of my Democrat colleagues care because this is a political attack directed at a justice they hate. And by the way, let's spend a moment focusing on Justice Stephen Breyer, a delightful human being, someone I know personally, someone who served decades on the court. Justice Stephen Breyer repeatedly traveled on the penny of a prominent Democratic billionaire, the Pritzker family. Now, J.B. Pritzner is the Democrat governor of the state of Illinois, from which our chairman hails. I, I would be shocked if the chairman of this committee has not had multiple meals with the Pritzker family. Justice Breyer was a longtime member of the board that awarded the Pritzker Architecture Prize. Now, what did that mean? That meant Justice Breyer traveled on the dime of these Democrat billionaires. In 2019, Justice Breyer traveled to New York City, to Vancouver, and Paris. In 2018, Justice Breyer traveled to Ireland and Spain. In 2016, he traveled to New York, Spain, and France. In 2013, he traveled to Norway, Sweden, Denmark. In 2012, he traveled to Beijing and to London. All of this paid for by the Pritzker Foundation. Now, none of my Democrat colleagues are mad about this. And let me be clear. I'm not suggesting Justice Breyer is corrupt. What I'm suggesting is this committee is corrupt because this is a kangaroo circuit Circus, and I will note, we had 15 Senate Democrats, including six members of this committee, send a letter to the Appropriations Committee threatening to cut off the funding for security at the Supreme Court. The left is willing to threaten the lives of the justices. Justice Samuel Alito this weekend in the Wall Street Journal said that the attacks directed at the justices are making them targets of assassination. I want to thank Memphis for getting that because it's a, a powerful clip. Uh, Mike Davis, and thank you for taking time away. I know you can only spend a couple of minutes with us. 
Ted Cruz brought the fire of the day. You've been talking about this for the last couple of months, that this is a complete sham, and this is to smear some of the finest individuals that ever sat on the Supreme Court. And here's why. This is, we're getting like revolutionary France, ladies and gentlemen. What they don't like, they're going to destroy. They don't like the fact that Donald Trump and the deplorables were able to get a couple of amazing justices in there. They don't like the balance of the court. They don't like the decisions of the court. They're not about the rule of law, and they're going to tear it down, and they don't, don't care if people get hurt. I mean, Alita over the weekend to the Wall Street Journal says, I was afraid of being assassinated. Justice Alito. And today, Mike Davis... Ted Cruz brought the fire. What you've been talking about, what these other justices did, and I, I will make one one separation of our briar. The Pritzkers are one of the scummiest families in this nation and one of the most evil families in this nation, Mike Davis. Yeah, so what? this is what we've been talking about for the last several weeks, Steve. The Democrats lost control of the Supreme Court. President Trump, his biggest and most consequential accomplishment of his first term was President Trump's transformation of the Supreme Court and the critically important federal courts of appeals. This is the last line of defense. The federal judiciary is the last line of defense protecting everyday Americans from politicians trying to run us over our First Amendment, Amendment rights to speak, to associate, to worship, our Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms, to protect ourselves and our families. Democrats know that the Supreme Court will stop them, and that's why they are trying to delegitimize and destroy the Supreme Court with court, court packing, impeachment, term limits, jurisdiction stripping. And you saw today, we, we called out these characters before the hearing today, two of the people they called today as their so-called nonpartisan ethics experts. We have this Kedrick Payne who said that there was an ethical violation. They didn't point out that Kedrick Payne actually worked in the Obama administration as a senior political appointee. You have this, uh, this other, uh, person they brought in, this other law professor they brought in, who was a, who's a professor now, and she was a senior political appointee to Ted Kennedy on the Senate Judiciary Committee. So these are two Democrat political operatives who came in and, and to the Judiciary Committee today to put off this, uh, this not, they, they put out this garbage legal theory that these Supreme Court justices, Republican appointed Supreme Court justices somehow violated ethics rules. It was the whole point is character assassination so they can destroy the Supreme Court. These Supreme Court justices run everything they do by their accountants, the Supreme Court's legal counsel and the legal counsel at the administrative office of the courts. And so that's three levels of review. None of them have done anything wrong, Democrat or Republican. This is all nonsense. You, you, you've been ahead of this from the beginning. What's in store for us on this? Is this going to end today? Is this going to continue on? Are we going to have to fight fire with fire? Because I don't mind well, going we, after Ginsburg. I don't, hey, I don't mind going after Breyer. You know, screw Breyer. If he's taking money from Pritzker's, that's dirty money. Okay, we ought to go after him. Is this going to end today, or we got to now rev this thing up? Well, I, I, if you saw Mark Paoletta, who was one of Justice Thomas's closest friends, and I have been out there for several weeks now, just bashing back at the Democrats, pointing out their hypocrisy, yes. pointing out the Democrat Supreme Court justice's own ethical issues that, that, that the mainstream media, the liberal media seems to ignore. Uh, so no, we are gonna fight back. We're gonna punch back. We're doing that at the Article Three Project every day. If Democrats yeah. wanna play this game, we'll play this game. As I say, Repo Republicans won an upset presidential victory with a political novice 
in 2016 because of a Supreme Court fight. Four Senate Democrats got sent into early retirement in 2018 because of a Supreme Court fight. At the Article 3 Project, we welcome a Supreme Court fight for 2024. Nothing unites Republicans and brings in independents more than a Supreme Court fight. So Democrats, please, please continue to do this. Game on. Mike Davis, how do people get to you at Article 3 in your social media, particularly your getter's amazing. I want everybody to go to your getter. Your 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 uh, Twitter a late at night comes in a little hot. Not, not as charming. Is that what you're saying, Steve? So it's article3project.org, article3project.org, at article3project, at article3project on Getter, Twitter, and Truth. And my personal is at M-R-D-D-M-I-A, M-R-D-D-M-I-N. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, brother. Thank you for taking time away. Okay, I've got Derek Harvey and Brian Costello are going to join us in a moment. Hang, hang on, they're going to join us in a moment about really a, a blockbuster uh, investigation needs to be completed on one of the central figures, uh, institutions in venture capital, Sequoia Capital, and everything around Sequoia Capital. We're going to get to that in a second. But I want to bring in Linda Rance. And the reason is we're, we're into this thing with the Guardian about the Guardian and Linda, I know you got a couple of charts and I want to walk through them and, and just in and, and Memphis will put them up as you go through them. Uh, Linda at in Osage County, Missouri, you guys have got the uh, paper ballots that you hand count with people, things called human beings on election day. And, and the Guardian has said that Shasta County, I guess California was replicating what you've done. You're going to bankrupt the county. They're going to have no money, no schools. No, nothing for veterans. People are going to be homeless because of uh, because of uh, uh, Ms. Rance. Uh, can you walk us through the, the lies of the Guardian and other newspapers that are you know in media organizations that are attacking you and what you've done personally? I want to walk through your math, ma'am. Sure, and I will say that everything you're going to see here will show you that they are talking about cost and they get it from the government but they never talk about the reductions that come from not using the machines. So if we see the first chart, uh, which would be slide number four, I don't know if the numbers got through, there we go. So before you do anything, uh, when you're looking at hand counting and what it's gonna cost, you look at voter turnout and where that's at, how much work you're gonna have to put into it, how many judges you'll need. So this is a chart and these lines just show the turnout at polling places in Shasta County for the last two presidential elections, 2016 and 2020, and then uh, their 2022 race. And if you look at the line, kind of where the text I've got up there, one counting team, only one of them even hit 500 ballots. The, the Really, the benchmark is 600 ballots at a polling place for one team to count that in one day. So uh, for polling place voting and counting in Shasta County, they would never need more than one team at each polling place. So if we jump to the next chart, uh, we'll look at some numbers for that. And that would be number nine if you have that. Yep. So the labor costs. Oh, I'm sorry. The font's not lining up right. But let's just take a look at it. So the first column with the blue header that says election day, those numbers are what it costs to have judges at those polling places. Now, in Shasta County in California, they also do vote by mail, 
they have something called all mail. And then there's some early voting. Um, I don't know why there was none in 2016 in Shasta County, but these are the numbers off the county website. So I counted out based on four counting judges making $15 an hour each for an eight hour shift that the numbers you'll see in the far right column are what it would cost uh, 99,000 in 2016, about 115,000 in 2020, and a smaller election during the year, about $64,000. Now you also have to keep in mind that is not brought up is that uh, the county allows for their county employees to take the day and go work the polls, whether they're checking people in, or in this case, they would be helping them to count. So they're already paid, that would reduce the cost. Another item that doesn't come up in the county clerk's analysis, uh, she has a very complicated or very complex system of how many different boards she would need under the canvassing board. And she part of the cost that she's putting into it that comes out to be of dollars. So I'm showing you about 115,000 for the highest one. Hers comes out in the millions and she's saying that she will have to hire everyone. Uh, I've heard her say, because we presented in person with her, that she'd have to fingerprint, she'd have to do background checks, all of those costs she was wrapping in. But there's an attorney in California, Alex Haberbush, I hope he said his name right. He works with the Lex Rex Lex Rex Institute. He's not retained by any of the parties, but he's done an analysis on the laws in uh, California and then for Shasta County. And he doesn't believe that you would have to hire everyone. So his analysis is much more in depth than what I just truncated it down to. But he believes that citizens could also volunteer. That would also bring those costs down. So if we jump to the next slide, we'll look at the numbers of people so you can see for the, the rows, the three different uh, elections and the far right shows you the labor needed. You're looking at around a thousand people for a presidential election, less than that for another election. And this goes back, uh, actually, I would say to precinct strategy where the political parties, the Democrats, the Republicans, we have to get, it's our job to get people signed up to get out there and serve in these elections. So that's a whole nother part of serving at your county level because you are the people who are going to go out and be these judges. Now, this is not specific just to Shasta County. We just last night uh, got a sunshine request, which is our FOIA request here in Missouri. We got some documents back from our Secretary of State's office. And if you would jump to the next slide, I'll show you. So this text, and uh, I, I think the yellow highlighting went away, but basically what it's saying is that in the Senator Bill Eigel, a state senator here in Missouri, filed a bill at the beginning of the session to get rid of machines. And so they have to do a cost analysis of what that would be. So the Secretary of State's office sent this information that they had gathered. They say that in 2020 election, there was just over 3 million ballots cast statewide. And then they go through their analysis of what that would cost the state to hand count. And their three numbers are very right there at the bottom. They're saying each election would cost the state about $16 million for people to hand count. Now the next slide I'm gonna show you using the process we've already done in Osage, what I believe it really would be. So if you have in the top left blue box, 3 million ballots, 
and you can count 50 per hour. That means you have about 60,000 counting hours, which equates to 7,500 eight-hour shifts of judges. And then moving over to the right, that next box, it will tell you that you need just over 30,000 counting judges in the entire state. And right there in the middle in the red, 30,000 counting judges at their price of $125 for each one is 3.7, almost 3.8 million. Definitely not 15.7 million. And that's spread across the county. It really is hard to look at it at the state level. It sounds like a lot. But even if you look at their numbers for fiscal year 25, where they're saying it's going to be over $47 million to hand count, I would say it's just over $11 million for three elections in that fiscal year. Nowhere in this document do they say that if you uh, don't use machines, you won't have to pay any particular charges for the machines. They never offset it. They just add this number on top. But the last slide that I have will show you very simply, in a small county like Osage, in our election, we had 44 judges. If they had been paid $125 each, it would have cost the county about $5,500. I, I don't know how many people asked to be paid, but I would be surprised if more than six asked the county to pay them. And we found out only a couple days ago that the county saved $14,000 by not having to pay just the software fee for that election, because you have to pay for software every time there's an election in order for those machines to read the ballots properly. So it, it really is a, a mind game for them to come out and try to tell people it costs all this money to do an election. And the truth is, they're never really giving you all the numbers. They're just trying to put the numbers out there to make people think, it's too expensive to hand count. We can't possibly do it. And the last note is that any of that money that is spent on election judges is being spent on people in your own community, in your own state, as opposed to giving that money to companies that are owned by private equity funds. Linda, last two things. Magnificent presentation done succinctly under 10 Thank minutes. You. Two questions. Number one, are you still open to do a town hall debate or just not even a debate, but just go back and forth that we can get the clerk on the same stage with you out in Shasta County, ma'am? Yes, in a heartbeat. I would do that. I've already been face to face with her. I don't think she cares for me very much, but I would definitely go and do that and bring some <laughs> of the people who counted. We have so many great counters here would love to come and do a demo. And Linda Lass, as the Guardian still, we're in the process of still in the process of trying to get them to to get to you. Have, has anybody from the Guardian that wrote that incredibly negative piece and never actually called you to check the numbers? Has anybody from the Guardian reached out to you? No, no, not at all. And I noticed the only person they quoted was one of the supervisors from Shasta County, and I know she complained that going to hand counting was a violation of a First Amendment right. I haven't put that together in my mind where she connected First Amendment freedom of speech to hand counting, but I would say I haven't heard from her either, and she was the one who was most quoted in that article. Linda, what's your social media website? How do people get to you to follow up on this and maybe get the charts? We're going to put them up and put them all over our uh, our website, and also uh, Grace and Mo are going to put it out to everybody in the chat rooms. But where do people go to find out more about you and your crusade for paper ballots and the hand counting thereof, ma'am. 
Thank you. Yes. So on Getter, you can find me at Linda Rance. Uh, most of the social media sites, I'm either at Linda or at Linda Rance. Uh, Causeofamerica.org, there's a link to get the download, and we load everything at frankspeech.com. Just search hand counting or Missouri, and you'll find our stuff. Linda, honored to have you on here. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. I appreciate it so much. Thanks, Steve. Thanks. Go from that complete takedown of the Guardian's article. I want to go now to Colonel Derek Harvey, and we've got a very special guest. Brian Cassell is going to join us in a second. Colonel Harvey, first off, walk through, and this, you know, Australia overnight has announced they're kicking up interest rates. We've had another huge bank fail. The financial system of our country is right on a knife's edge. Drudge, who's no fan of the Trump movement, Mac Daddy, has got like 30 negative stories about the economy. Uh, the Federal Reserve is going to kick up interest rates again. This thing is a burning dumpster fire. One of the central institutions in our financial system, and quite frankly, one of the reasons these banks have been failing, Silicon Valley Bank, a signature bank, and now First Republic Bank, is there is their association, these, these banks' association with venture capital. One of the center institutions of venture capital is Sequoia Capital. Can you walk us through the centrality of Sequoia Capital in the venture capital industry and how important that industry is to the dominant lead that America has in technology? Well, venture capital funds startups, high tech, new initiatives, innovative ideas in to jumpstart and, and to become part of the new industries. And they're always looking, they get to go into viewing rooms and examine what a new startup idea is, what the big idea is and how they intend to make a difference with that new technology. It might be in AI, it might be in some other, um, you know, area, a hypersonics or something. And they look at it for a profit motive. They look at it for, for um, um, impact on society. Sometimes they're thinking about green, but they're mainly thinking about how do they make money and leverage this. That's what start. That's what they do, and they try to make money by investing in a number of these, and they hope that some of them turn out to be really big. But the bigger firms like Sequoia can cherry pick where they're going to go, and they have, Sequoia Capital has uh, elements. You know, there's Sequoia Capital China, Sequoia Capital India, for example. But Sequoia Capital is aligned with the left politically, culturally, and socially. Its leadership is. And Sequoia Capital, by virtue of its relationship with China and partnering with Sequoia Capital China, has been given uh, preferential treatment and access because one of their key directors, a global steward named Neil Shen, until uh, earlier this year was uh, a key political advisor to President Z in a position of the Politburo. And because of the pressure and the news focusing on him, he has been removed from that political position, but he's still an agent of the government. And he was bragging on, on Chinese TV in Mandarin about all of the access to American companies, R&D, and these new innovative ideas that he has access to everything Sequoia gets access to, America's Sequoia. And that's allowing, in some ways, the trans, it's almost like having a, a spy in your midst, okay, in plain sight. 
Now well, the it's, key it's, thing it's, is, hang, it's worse. It's hang, 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 hang over. It's worse than that. To be the advisor in the Politburo, you have to be a member of the Chinese Communist Party. You have to be, oh. and he can deny, or you have to be. They don't have guys as advisors to the Politburo. They don't have guys at that level that are not hardcore CCP and can be trusted by the apparatus and the factions. This guy is a CCP asset. He's been one for a long time. Only when shows like ourselves and others start to out him did he start to try to uh, run for cover. But you have a guy at the senior level. I might also, uh, you know, Sequoia is so big. Normally they do early stage venture capital or late stage venture capital. They're one of the biggest financiers, I think, in, in Elon Musk outside of the CCP's ownership of Tesla in the joint venture where Musk gets all his cash from. I think they're the second biggest uh, you know, in back of Musk himself, Sequoia, uh, once again, Neil Shannon, these guys have money in, in, in Twitter. But well, I just Neil before we go to, to break, you go ahead. Go, because this is a guy who's a senior guy in the Chinese Communist Party. He's seeing every aspect of DARPA technology, uh, uh, defense technology, information technology, and he's bragging about it on CCTV, sir. And he's also one of the critical architects for China's five-year and longer economic strategies. What sector to get into? Biosciences, bioagriculture, hypersonics, algor you know, whatever it is, if you, what Sequoia is investing in ma matches up completely with the Chinese Communist Party's five-year plans. Simple as that. When, hang on, we're going to hang on, we're gonna go to break. When, when Made in China 2025, which she never talks about again, those are the 10 industries they were going to dominate by 2025. Remember that? Correct. By the way, the first five industries, the first five industries are what got you to the singularity, as I pointed out, right? It was quantum yep. computing, advanced chip design, artificial general intelligence, regenerative robotics. Have you heard those before, kids? Have you heard those before? Just, just, it was just random that the top five were going to be the ones that got you to the singularity. Remember, don't think the Chinese Communist Party is stupid. They're cunning. They're smart. They're tough. President Trump said the other day on the on the uh, interview about Xi, these are tough. This is the greatest enemy we've ever had. President Trump would say it's the administrative state. I say it's these guys. I think Derek Harvey can make the connection between the administrative state and the Chinese Communist Party. Okay, we're going to come back. We've got Brian Costello, also a technologist with us. We're going to drill down on, let's be blunt about this. This is a cancer. This is a cancer that's metastasizing inside the financial system of the greatest capitalist uh, system in mankind's history. That is these uh, venture capitalists and other institutions that are fifth columnist for the Chinese Communist Party. Colonel Derek Harvey, Brian Costello join us next after a short commercial break in the war room. Junk science. That's what the doctor called many of those fruit and vegetable supplements. Junk science because they use extracts of common produce department fruits and vegetables with few health benefits. Now look, I take Field of Greens because it's the whole organic fruit and vegetable, not a watered down supplement, and it's backed by a better health promise. Each ingredient in Field of Greens was scientifically chosen to support vital organs like heart, lungs, and kidney health. Others support my immune system, blood pressure, metabolism, and healthy weight loss. I don't eat as healthy as I should. I got that. I know it. I own it. That's why I take Field of Greens. Like me, you'll probably look and feel healthier fast 
and have way more energy. And I mean way more energy. But your best proof will be at your next checkout checkup when your doctor says, hey, whatever you're doing, it's working. Keep it up. Let me get you started with 15% off. Visit fieldofgreens.com. That's fieldofgreens.com. And use promo code Bannon. That's promo code Bannon at fieldofgreens.com. Take action, action, action. Do that today. Inflation has consequences. As the Fed raises interest rates to combat out-of-control government spending, long-term bonds have diminished in value, crippling banks. Depositors are holding their breath, and investors are bailing on bank stocks. Diversification has never looked more important to you. The recent surge in gold prices is directly tied to the extreme market volatility right now. This is why gold has historically been a great hedge against the stock market and against inflation. Now would be a great time to diversify into gold with Birch Gold Group. Birch Gold makes it easy to convert an IRA or 401k into an IRA in precious metals. Here's what you need to do. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 to get a free info kit on gold. They'll help you convert your existing IRA or 401ks that are tied to a volatile market into an IRA in physical precious metals, either gold or silver. And here's the best part. It's tax sheltered. Let me repeat that. It's tax sheltered. Text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free info kit on gold today with an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of happy customers, and countless five-star reviews. Birch Gold is who you can trust to protect your future. Text Bannon to 989898 today. Take action. In my younger days, I was a naval officer on a destroyer. In fact, I was the A-gang officer in charge of all the engineering systems that were not main propulsion. And one of those was air purification. And I can tell you, the standards of the United States Navy are second to none. If all home air purifiers are the same, why did the U.S. Department of Defense select EnviroCleanse to protect and purify the air on board our Navy ships? Because of EnviroCleanse, advanced mineral technology goes beyond ordinary HEPA filters to destroy airborne illness-causing cold and flu viruses, including COVID. EnviroCleanse is the new science in air purification, and now you can order one for your home. This is how you help stop colds and flus from taking your whole family down. This is how you destroy allergy and flaming toxins and mold from the air your family breathes. In fact, this hospital-grade technology is so powerful that it promises far fewer colds and allergies and better sleep. Visit ekpure.com. That's ekpure.com. And use the code Steve for 10% off your EnviroCleanse home purification unit. You also receive a free air quality monitor, plus fast, free shipping. That's $150 savings right there. That's ekpure.com, code Steve. ekpure.com, code Steve. War Room Battleground with Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome back. I've got uh, Colonel Derek Harvey, one of the most revered guys in Washington, D.C., and also Brian Costello. Derek, I'll let you tee it up, and then you work it with Brian. We've got 21 minutes in this segment. I want you guys to take the entirety of it. Go ahead, sir. Good. Thanks, Steve. Now, 
Uh, Brian, I'm going to toss to you in a few minutes, but I'm going to just start off with this. The Sequoia China Biden administration story is not easy to unpack, but I'm going to start here. Um, as the Wall Street Journal and the congressional investigators are laying out for the American public, President uh, Biden has been compromised by his relationship with China, going back to when he was a vice president. And as reported, uh, there was agreements to defer compensation to the to the Biden family uh, business elements. Now, the FBI, the Department of Justice, and the Securities Exchange Commission, who should be protecting American national and economic security interests and pursuing criminal activities, whether they're by Americans or American elected officials or Chinese business entities and Chinese business leaders that are breaking the law in America, they're not doing their job. They're covering this stuff up. Why? Because Sequoia Capital, Sequoia Capital China and Neil Shen and the Chinese Communist Party as the DNI and CIA have reported, use these business types of relationships and preferential treatment. Uh, they, they become rainmakers um, and they set a trap for American businesses, whether it's a Boeing or a venture capital firm. Uh, they provide the bait and the bait is you're going to make a lot of money. It's going to be protected. And uh, we just want you to do certain things to help us influence. And we will both mutually benefit these uh, venture capitalists, the bankers, etc., American elite corporate entities, who then contribute to uh, democratic causes. Um, now, how does this work? Well, when you invest in, in China and, and the gateway, the guarantor of that is like Sequoia Capital and this person, Neil Shen, they navigate and they've got the protection of the Chinese Communist Party to assure that they're going to make money. So let's look at an example. Last year in 2022, Neil Shen coordinated the raising of over $9 billion from the likes of uh, Stanford University, Notre Dame endowments, um, other business enterprises, uh, banks, etc. And that money uh, was invested into China into microchip business development. Exactly what the Biden administration has on one hand said they're trying to de deter American tech capability and microchip capability going to China. So on one hand, they say these things. On the other hand, this money is going over there. When Sequoia Capital and these firms make a lot of money, they then turn that money and it comes out in many cases tax free and I would like to turn it over right now and let Brian explain something called Crank Start, which is a uh, foundation set up by Mr. Moritz, who's a partner of Sequoia Capital, worth about $4 billion. Brian? Hey, hey Steve. Hey, Derek. Thanks for having me on. So, uh, so hit on Crank Start. So, micro, there's two principles that run, uh, that have previously run Sequoia Capital, Michael Moritz and Doug Leone. Moritz is a big Democratic donor, a big Biden donor through PACRIM and several of the PACs. He's also one of Nancy Pelosi's neighbor up in a uh, uh, ritzy area of San Francisco. So his nonprofit holds a bunch of his Sequoia China investments. So any one of your viewers can go on ProPublica.com. They can look up Crankstart and see that there's a $4.2 billion nonprofit there controlled by Michael Moritz. 
It shows his China investments, his China funds that are from his relationship at Sequoia. And then that money flows back in to Crankstart with no taxes because it's a foundation. And then it's used to fund woke programs across San Francisco universities. And then 20 million was dumped in, 20 million that we know of, right? Uh, the last report was 2019, 2020, 21, 22 having come out into the ACLU, who then lobbies uh, to not have TikTok banned. And they also lobby to end the DOJ China initiative. So we literally have. Hang on a second. I, I, hang on a second, Brian. I just want to make sure I understand something and the audience understands it. And Derek, jump in here. Brian, this is that scam they've got that all the big tech billionaires and, and Microsoft, um, I want to make sure the audience understands what's going on here. They take their stock or they take, uh, they, they get this stock very cheaply. It's successful. They've got billions of dollars of value creation in these stocks. And instead of having to monetize them and pay these exorbitant taxes, they essentially shift the stocks over to a foundation, totally tax-free. And that foundation yes. can then do all their political and philanthropic, and they can still get cash out of et cetera. I mean, it's, I have been told by he the hedge fund guys on Wall Street that this is the single biggest scam for the super wealthy to allow this to transfer over tax-free. And then, and then they, can they can cause havoc uh, out of these uh, philanthropic uh, uh, not-for-profits or, or trust funds. Uh, Etc. Is that what you're describing here? Is that what Moritz did? Is 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 transfer this thing over to uh to a trust fund like that? Yeah. So he transferred his Sequoia China fund ownership over to Crankstart. Crankstart then gets the returns from Shen's investments in China aligned with the Chinese Communist Party. The money then flows back into Crankstart and funds the Democratic Party. And Brian, what I would jump in here with is. Crankstart then coordinates the fundraising for a $300 million fund for uh, yeah. ACLU. $20 million is donated by Crankstart. ACLU then files the law cases and accuses the Department of Defense for pressuring China and some of the Chinese tech issues, American businesses, or, you know, uh, the Intel community or Wall Street, what Securities Exchange Commission, they accuse them of the FBI in particular of going after China and that they're racist and they get cease and desist agreements. And it's an inside out game because the administration and the Democratic left wants to protect things like TikTok and their money making schemes that then bring money back in for their campaigns, for their left wing causes. And they are able to protect their donor class, because they don't want any criminal prosecutions or anything. I'd just like to bring this up real quick. You know, and Brian will go into this more, but, you know, Lisa Monaco, the deputy attorney general and the deputy assistant attorney general for the National Security Division are aware of, of criminalities across different domains, at least six or seven areas of criminal and fraudulent activity that they are not moving on, that active FBI officers are aware of, that it was briefed at DOJ, and they've decided not to do anything on it for over a year. It's been buried. And Brian, you might want to go into more, that. More one. than a year. Yeah, yeah. So um, 
Listen, this is super important, right? Uh, you guys talked about it a bit, little bit on the show, but you know, we're five percent of the world's population and thirty percent of the GDP for one re- world's GDP for one reason: our economic innovation engine, right? And we closed our eyes and we watched for years as our manufacturing leaked to China, and now we have billionaires who are purposefully shifting that economic innovation to China because the CCP will make sure they make money there, right? So when you guys laid out the $9 billion investment from Shen, what that will result in is $2 trillion in companies and somewhere between 10X and 20X that $9 billion flowing back into American pockets. So that's 90 to 180 billion that will flow back into billionaire Americans' pockets. And the CCP will create $2 trillion worth of companies just based on prior math. Hundreds of companies aligned with China made in 2025 and other programs. So, Brian, hang Brian, Brian, hang on a second. Hang on. China 2025, Made in China 2025, was a program they started over 10 years ago to dominate the core technologies of the future. Neil Shen and these guys were at the were at the core of it. Only when we started talking about it and others did she all of a sudden not want to talk about it anymore because we realized her focus on it. Of the nine billion dollars. How much of that comes from uh, American uh, uh, firemen's uh, pension funds, state employees' pension funds, this audience? How much of their pension fund money has actually gone into the initial $9 billion that that was transferred into the China fund that will create $2 trillion worth of technology value for them and innovation and $180 billion for the the billionaires? Because the Greek tragedy part, is the working class is own money in this country is what's being used to destroy them. hundred percent. So they don't break down who the limiteds are in the, in this fund. So we do know that mass prem. So Senator Elizabeth Warren in her office, because I contacted him, knew the DOJ possessed a number of criminal allegations against Neil Shen, but yet her pension, her state owned state pension fund is investing in companies in China that can compete directly uh, with her constituent companies in Massachusetts, and I can name the specific companies being competed with. Calpers put in $250 million into the Sequoia China Fund. You know, the, the other thing we're not talking about, the other guys investing in Sequoia China Funds are their portfolio C- CEOs. So we know the FTX CEO had a couple hundred million in Sequoia's funds. We don't know how much of that was in the China funds. We know likely Ken Griffin, one of the top GOP donors supporting DeSantis, likely has money in Sequoia and Sequoia China funds and is bringing Citadel back into China with the help of Neil Shen and Sequoia. So it's a significant problem. It's 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 our own people's hardworking money that they're investing back, impacting our economic security and thus our national security. Brian, I want to go to Nancy Pelosi, the rise of Nancy Pelosi. Remember Nancy Pelosi, and I was just going through James Mann's book About Face uh, the other night, who did some great reporting of this. Nancy Pelosi was the single biggest fire breather in Congress, even more than uh, Mitchell. She was a fire breather after Tiananmen. She went to Tiananmen and got rolled up by the police over there. She was a fire breather. Her first couple of years, she was really known as the anti-CCP, anti-regime fire breather in the House. But her rise to power from really a backbencher in, in oblivion was by shaking down the investment banks in San Francisco that dealt with the Robertson Stevens, Montgomery Securities, Alex Browns, that, uh, that Quest, dealt right, with the the big tech. 
Hamburg and Quest. And also, but then she went to Sand Hill Road and went to the source of the money and really started shaking people down, including Sequoia Capital. She became the greatest fundraiser in the modern history of the Democratic Party. And that is how she wrote to the speakership. She wrote there. And you notice in her rise, all of a sudden she forgot about China. She had some great staffers that would continue to work, but she backed off of this. Is this because of, do you believe, financial compromise by the Chinese Communist Party in her investments and, and not just that, in her relationships that were doing this, uh, this circular pattern that you guys have exposed of how the Democratic Party funds themselves off of really CCP money? Sure, I'll go back to Alexander Hamilton, Federalist Paper 22, one of the biggest uh, potential problems with our republic is being compromised by foreign systems. Right. So the Chinese have figured out and the CIA have stated this in an ODNI paper that if they give investment access to certain people and those people are political donors, they're going to then give a percentage back to folks like Nancy Pelosi. And, and you know, no one's raised more money uh, to climb to the speaker position. And a large percentage of that money would have came from Silicon Valley's returns in China, including firms like Sequoia Capital. And then they, what they, you also see, Steve, is you see these, uh, if you look at what Crank starts funding, right, it's funding all our initiatives in China to make sure she continually gets elected in her, uh, in her, in her local district. So there's a bunch of their programs, hers and, you know, Sequoia and Crank starts already gotten behind some of Gavin Newsom's programs uh, there, too. But what, what, what okay, I would like on, to talk to you guys hang, about. Hang, 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 hang on one second before I just want to just let me get, I uh, want to make sure that. The audience understands this, and to do that, I got to understand it. Uh, Colonel Harvey, before I go back to Brian, and I got about six minutes. The House Intelligence Committee knows about this, sir. The Federal Bureau of, of Investigation knows about this, sir. The Department of Justice knows about this, sir. Certain members of the United States Senate dealing with banking, dealing with the financial system, dealing with intelligence, know about this, sir. Why is this breaking on uh, the evening show of the war room with uh, Brian Costello as a private citizen and yourself as a former member of the Trump administration and a career army officer? Why, why, why are we doing it and not the Central Intelligence Agency, the House Intelligence Committee? Last time I looked, brother, the House Intelligence Committee is controlled by the Republicans, so there's no excuses. There can't be any excuses about this. Why are all these institutions there to protect the United States of America and American citizens? Why are they silent about this, sir? One, there's an inside-out game by the donor class and the political elite where people that are inside the administrations and inside the administrative state in particular, whether it's the IC, DOJ, FBI, political appointees like Lisa Monaco, for example, uh, and the outside game, and this is where you get into beacon strategies with Jeremy Bash and and Tony and, and Mr. Blinken when he was there and and others. And they orchestrated the letter of 51 former intel officials who said it was Russian disinformation on the Hunter Biden uh, story from New York Post. What they what they do is they are protecting each other so that they can make money and maintain political power. And that's why DOJ doesn't take action, even though FBI wanted it to be done. And I'm aware of the, the meetings and the briefings that took place there. That's why 
Lisa Monaco and Mr. Garland pressured the director of the FBI, Mr. Ray, director Ray, to shut down the China initiative. That's why they've done these kinds of things. Derek, it's Derek, to can I assure chime? their money. Can I chime in here? Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, Brian. Yeah. yeah, go ahead, Brian, please. So, Steve, so Don Vieira, who's the chief legal officer for Sequoia Capital, was Lisa Monaco's chief of staff. Mike Ortiz, Sequoia Capital, was on the Biden-Harris transition team for the intelligence community. He's the head of public policy. So these people, after they're in the administration, they go to work for Sequoia Capital. Their sons and daughters go to work for their portfolio companies. They have the ability to direct great wealth so nobody wants to confront them. On February 2nd, uh, 2022, I sat in the FBI Washington field office. I was introduced by the two former supervisory FBI agents who fingerprinted and sat there when Saddam Hussein was hung. I should have had tremendous credibility. I documented seven or eight Title 18 violations by Shannon Sequoia. I was told after the meeting to submit all future information to the FBI tip line as they proceeded to not do a single thing. At the Department of Justice, Market Integrity Major Frauds Group, in the intelligence community, and also the Securities Exchange Commission. Do you Sequoia, think we got to bounce, go but ahead. do you think, go, go ahead, no, go ahead, sir. They then let Sequoia and Shen raise $9 billion, knowing they were sitting on eight Title 18 criminal value. And that's when you started seeing Biden in the IC community and Jake Sullivan pushing things like, oh, Sequoia should hire somebody to police. It's, you know, it's all trying to cover after the game, after they didn't enforce our laws with impartiality to protect our people and national security. They were more interested in protecting the donors' investment in China through Sequoia Capital because that's what keeps them in office. Uh, Brian, how do people get to you on social media? Do you have a website? How do people uh, follow you? Yeah, just uh, uh, Twitter, BP Costello. Simple. BP I've been on Costello? There. Yeah, I'm on there a long time, do, so do, I don't have a long, do, complex name. Do, do you... Do you have uh, do you have appropriate security, sir? <laughs> hey, hey, listen. If you know, if you don't step forward and tell these stories, you know, I live in Southern California, yes. right above Camp Pendleton, and I wouldn't be able to look the brave and men, women who I walk on the beach path with and sit next to football games in the face. Because the reality is, there's a bunch of billionaires in the country, you know, funding weapons in China through Sequoia Capital. No, we DG have a fifth. Companies we, that can name them. So we, I, we, I wouldn't be, go ahead. We, we, we have a fifth column in this country. There's no doubt about it. Hang on a second. Colonel Harvey, what is your, uh, how do people get to you, your website I, and your social media? I have a new one for you, Steve. It's on Twitter at Colonel D Harvey. Okay. Colonel D Harvey at Twitter. And then I'm at Truth Social at Derek Harvey. And then my site is DerekHarvey.org. Colonel Harvey, Brian, uh, I'll follow up after the show. We'll have you guys, uh, I uh, guarantee you, back on very shortly to go through this in a little more detail, maybe put some charts up. This is absolutely essential. This is the way the system works. That's yeah. what this show is. This show is built to make sure working class people and the middle class in this country understand the way the system works. This is the, this is the way the system works. And here's the tragic part of it. 
the greatest country in the world. Not only do they ship all the jobs over there, but what they're doing is using your pension money and the money you pay into insurance companies. They're using that to actually make our enemies stronger. We're going to be back here live at 10 o'clock tomorrow morning. We'll see you then. Colonel Harvey, thank you. Brian, fantastic maiden voyage on the war room, sir. Did that make you mad enough to spit? It should. Okay, we're back here at 10 o'clock tomorrow morning. Going to have uh, Darren Beatty join us and a lot more. See you back here in the war room, 10 a.m. A lot of people complain about the state of our country or the way woke corporations treat us and their employees. But it's not enough to complain. We need to change the way the marketplace works. And that starts with you and where you actually spend your money. In less than a year, Public SQ has grown to be the largest platform of patriotic, freedom-loving businesses the world has ever seen. Whether you want to support a restaurant that only buys from local farms, a coffee shop that took a stand against COVID mandates, or a bank that would never counsel you for your political views. Public SQ is your guide. Public Square connects freedom-loving Americans with the community and businesses they share their values. Here's the best part. It's absolutely free to join. Just go to publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com and download their app today. Simply create an account and begin your search. You can also list your business for free so your local community can support you. We can't always change the world, but we can change how and where you spend your hard-earned dollars. Begin your search at Public Square today. That's publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com. Take action. Stop giving your money to people that hate you and your values. Go to publicsq.com. Veterans, you know we have been all over this supply chain issue with China and medications and the uh, active pharmaceutical ingredients. China has a stranglehold on us where there's a way to break that. Jace Medical. I got an emergency medication kit from them. The FDA just declared a global shortage of medication and warned that critical antibiotics are in stream short supply across the United States. But you know that because you're a viewer or listener of the show. Now, here's the action you can take to correct. Do yourself and your family a favor and get your Jace case right now. It's a pack of five prescription antibiotics you'll have on hand for common emergencies. Just visit jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, jacemedical.com. Take a few minutes and fill out the form. Your information will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. You'll be glad you have the Jace case. Go to Jace Medical, that's one word, J-A-S-E, medical.com, and enter code Bannon at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code Bannon at Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. You know what the problem is because you've watched the show. You can break, you can take action and break that problem by going to Jace Medical and get your Jace case today. Action, action, action. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, 
and highly encrypted messenger better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67% and do it again. WARROOMHEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today, check it out.